What the Flux. I'm Justin. And I'm Harsh Deep, and it's Monday, the 8th of May. HD, you may think Coca-Cola only made money from the brown stuff in its drinks, but you'd be wrong. It's also been making millions and millions of Queensland coal, but no more. Coca-Cola Europe Pacific Partners has sold its Queensland coal royalties to a Czech investment firm for $65 million. Get this, Justin. A new class action has hit Medibank after the cyber attack last mm, year. Expected. The members of this class action are looking for compensation for their losses, including time and money spent replacing identity documents. Makes sense. Last year was a year of cyber attacks. This year is the year of class actions for the cyber attacks. <laughs> Three litigious stories today. Let's get into it. For our first, Google and Facebook have made $8.3 billion in digital advertising in Australia in 2022, but only paid a teeny tiny portion of that in tax thanks to some crafty accounting. Mm, meanwhile, the ATO is busy chasing $40 million from 10,000 taxi and rideshare drivers. <laughs> Tell me more. Okay, we obviously know Google and Facebook as two of the largest tech behemoths in the world. Between them, they're valued at a total of, get this, $1.92 trillion US dollars. Not small. That's more than all the goods and services sold and produced in the whole of Italy in 2022. Whoa. And Justin, in Australia last year, they made a combined of $8.3 billion in just digital advertising. But here's the thing, HD. Of the $8.3 billion in revenue they generated just in Australia, more than $7.2 billion was attributed to their parent companies overseas for tax purposes. Mm-hmm. This is called reseller revenue in their financial statements. As a result, Google paid just over $92 million in income tax on more than $8 billion in revenue. And Justin, this isn't new. Tech companies have been doing this around the world for years. So what is the key learning? Reseller revenue is a common practice among big tech companies globally. This is where they have agreements with their larger international corporate entities to resell advertising. As an example, Meta claimed that Facebook Australia needs to pay Facebook Ireland Mm. for the cost of running the Facebook platform. Effectively, this allows them to move revenue abroad and reduce the amount of tax they pay locally. Now, actually, this has been a global issue and governments around the world are starting to take Mm -hmm. notice. For example, in 2020, Google agreed to pay $481 million to the ATO. That was to settle a dispute over their tax practices here. But HG, it seems like big tech would prefer to keep on doing it and just pay the fines later. (laughs) For our second story, NAB's share prices dropped nearly 8% despite a record earnings of over $4 billion for the six months to March because investors had a few concerns. Red flags from the Reddish Bank? (laughs) Tell me more. NAB is one of the big four banks in Australia and it's got a really long history dating back to 1858. Now, Justin, get this. NAB has reported a record half-year profit of $4.1 billion, which is a 17% increase. But these results still missed market Mm -hmm. expectations. It wasn't specifically the earnings that concerned investors. It was the fact that NAB faced serious pressure to cut its mortgage rates, aka its cash cow, and offer cashbacks on its mortgages to retain its existing home loan customers. And HD, NAB's backbook repricing has had a major impact on its lending margin. Mm -hmm. So what is the key learning? When talking mortgages, the fancy terms front book and back book are often thrown around. These different books are the different segments of a bank's mortgage portfolio. A bank's front book refers to new home loans that the bank is offering to new customers. And Justin, just like any company trying to woo a new customer, these are hot offers. Discounted rates for the first year. Thousands of dollars in cashbacks. But the back book, that refers to the existing mortgages that a bank already holds on its books. The back book rates are often higher than the current market offers and back book customers get stuck with what many call the loyalty tax of not moving. But with so many Australians shopping around and looking to refinance after rate rises, NAB has had to offer some new deals to retain their
their customers. And it's really hurt their lending margins. For our third and final story, Airbnb goes back to its roots to accommodate shrinking budgets with Airbnb Rooms, Ooh. their new offering where people can rent private rooms within a house. Ooh, it's giving me hostel vibes. Mm-hmm. What is the story here? Well, Justin, we know Airbnb as the world's most popular online marketplace mm-hmm. for homestays and holiday experiences. But HE, do you know the reason Airbnb has the word air in it? I actually don't. It's because it started with a couple of housemates renting out an air mattress to make rent for their apartment. Mm, the humble beginnings of what is now a $65 billion yeah. company. Now, Airbnb has just announced a new feature of their app, Airbnb Rooms, where you can rent out a private room within a share house. This change comes after travellers have been tightening their travel budgets. But the best part is, with this change, Airbnb is taking its business back to where it started. So what is the key learning here? As they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Over the last couple of years, Airbnb has explored a range of new verticals. There's the experiences. There's the Airbnb for work. There's the Airbnb adventures. But this is a bet back to its first offering, where people with a spare room exchanged it for cash. And they're not the first company to go back to its core. I take you back to Apple, which started with computers in the 90s, but then they started experimenting with other electronics, like digital cameras, gaming consoles. Mm. But when the uptake wasn't great, Apple refocused to its core offerings. And from there, the iMac, iPads, iPhones all came about, turning Apple into one of the biggest companies in the world. Fluxfam, if you're enjoying the pod, then you'll absolutely love the Flux Daily newsletter. It's our deep dive into three business stories with a couple of gifts, a couple of gags, and a market overview as well. So if you haven't checked out the Flux Daily newsletter, head to flux.finance slash newsletter. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.